Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Three is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hello again, friends, and welcome to another edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings from Studio B, and happy Friday. I'm Sean Kelly. We made it. It is a black and gold Friday as the Saints are home again here against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. We'll talk about that game as we go along during this session. We'll also focus in on the Pelicans as they open up preseason play this uh, weekend, starting at Louisville, Kentucky against the Miami Heat. Baseball playoffs continue, and uh, another thriller for the Royals last night. Great stuff from Kansas City, and unfortunately, another clunker in Thursday night football. Wow, big-time win for the Packers last night, but another lopsided uh, final. Uh, on that Thursday night game. So we'll see how the weekend plays out across the NFL. That's for sure. Our focus, though, is Saints and Buccaneers. A must win now for the black and gold in the division on Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. By the way, I think there are still a few tickets available for Sunday's game. You can also, you can always go, uh, I should say, to uh, the Saints ticket office on Airline Drive right here just down the hall from Studio V. Or you can also get on the telephone and see if you can get on the fun on a Sunday. It is the game also before the bye week. To help us get you ready for that game and the weekend in the NFL, Daniel Sallerson's with us today on the Black and Blue Report. He'll visit with Christina Pink. Christina, of course, uh, formerly a reporter here in New Orleans, now based on the West Coast as a sideline reporter as a part of one of the NFL on Fox crews. She'll be alongside today. John DeShazer visits with Ben Grubbs as the offensive line gets ready to dominate on Sunday against the Buccaneers. And then we'll wrap up today with a long visit with head coach Monty Williams of the New Orleans Pelicans, who wrap up their first week of training camp today here on Airline Drive before flying to Kentucky to start preseason games tomorrow night. Programming note, by the way, about tomorrow night's preseason game. It is available on radio all across the Pelicans radio network in New Orleans. Locally, the game will be featured on 1350 AM. That's 3WL. will be on that signal due to the LSU football game on the FM side. And then also some coverage throughout the metro area by our new affiliate ESPN 100.3 FM. They're based out of the LaRose, Homa area, but a lot of their signal can be heard across the metro area, and so you do have some options. Also, if you are within 75 miles of New Orleans, 
and having trouble getting it on the radio, you can listen to the broadcast through your Pelicans app on your mobile device. New this year for you. Hope you enjoy that. So we've got a busy Friday here for you. Hope you've got your black and gold on, and uh, hope you're ready to talk some hoops as well. When we come back, Daniel Sallerson jumps in with Christina Pink from the NFL on Fox, and then we'll hear from the locker room and Saints guard Ben Grubbs. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Well, a lot of you may know Christina Pink from when she was on WGNO here in New Orleans. Now she is a sideline reporter for the NFL on Fox, and we'll be covering Sunday's Saints-Bucks game along with Dick Stockton and Kirk Morrison. Christina, I'm sure you're excited to make your way back to the Big Easy this weekend. I am. You know, I have not been inside of the Dome in about three years. I was there for two Saints seasons, had so much fun, but I'm looking forward to being inside of the Superdome. Mercedes-Benz Superdome always brings the fun and the energy, and, you know, you can't beat that crowd. <laughs> Christina, when you first started uh, game prep for this matchup between the Bucks and the Saints, what storylines came to mind? You know, I'm interested to see quarterback play from Tampa Bay. Obviously, Mike Glennon, you know, struggled initially in the game against the Steelers and then put together an incredible drive to finish that one off. You know, I want to see what Drew Brees has in store. Their offense has been a little bit inconsistent. But mainly, you know, at first, it's who are the Bucks going to trot out there. We know Glennon's going to start. But for them, what will we see from their offense consistently? And how are they going to match up against the Saints defense? You know, what will the Saints be bring after getting dashed against Dallas on Sunday night? Now, Christina, you were on the sidelines for week two, Bucks and Rams. I know Josh McCown was the quarterback then. Mike Lennon became the quarterback after McCown got hurt in week three. But have you seen any improvement in this Bucks offense between week two and heading into this week five matchup with the Saints? Certainly there's some improvement. I mean, when you get the W, everything looks a lot better. So them winning and pick that last drive – from Mike Glennon was very promising. You know, seen him before. They saw him last year. But when you put him out there in that situation, high pressure, you know, their offense looked good. He's found great connections with Lewis Murphy. And, you know, that is a good thing for their offense, but also being able to get healthy again and having Doug Martin and, and Bobby Rainey. But their offense seems like it's starting to find a um, You know, you're going to throw out the Atlanta game it was a short week it just seemed to have found a little bit of spark in the last couple of weeks 
Now, I know both teams are not happy with their 1-3 and three record, but at the same time, they're only one game back of the division lead. Is this a make-or-break game for the Bucks and the Saints, in your opinion? I know it's only Week 5, but it seems like this could be a pretty big uh, divisional matchup. It's so hard to say in week five, you know, is this a make or break game? But you have two teams that have completely different moods right now because they're one and three, but the Saints, uh, their confidence is shaken after the way they were, you know, the way they lost in Dallas. So I think this is a make or break game for them. We know that they play well at home, you know, so they're going to need to be able to recover from this one. But with Tampa Bay, they're probably looking at this game as a turning point. You start 0-3, you know, you, you get embarrassed on a Thursday night against the Atlanta Falcons, and then you come up and shock pretty much the NFL in winning in Pittsburgh. So I think, yes, for both of these teams, especially um, – you know, with the way the NFC South looks right now, it's still up for grabs. They're one in three years. They're both teams are still only a game out. So this is a huge game for both teams. Now, a lot of the national media have the Saints going pretty far this year. At the beginning of the year, seems like a lot of those people are jumping off the Saints bandwagon. Do you see them turning things around? And if so, what's the biggest things that need to change for them if they do want to turn things around? I don't think you can ever count out the Saints when you have the combination of Sean Payton and Drew Brees. You know, teams that go one and three don't necessarily mean the, the season isn't over after week five. So anything can happen. I think for the main thing for them is really to find some consistency on offense. The defense, they've been struggling. They, you know, they need to get down back to the fundamentals and figure out how to produce some takeaways. You know, one in the first four games just isn't going to cut it. What are uh, before I let you go? One or two keys to the game for uh, both teams, if you can, for the Bucks and the Saints. I think for Tampa Bay, they want to see if they can get their run game going. It's been hot and cold uh, throughout this season. They have a healthy Doug Martin, Bobby Rainey um, behind him. So you know, seeing what the Saints defense did in Dallas, you know, I'm I'm I would want to see the Bucks establish the run and see if they could find some success with that. And for the Saints, I think really it's just for them to come out and get off to a hot start. You know, after a game, the way they played in Dallas, you definitely want to come in, get some confidence, get the crowd back into it, get some life into the offense again. Now, this might be the most important question of them all. When you arrive here in New Orleans, where's the first place you're going to go to eat? What's your must to? Where's your must go place in New Orleans? And will you be will you be playing tour guide for the rest of your Fox Sports crew? Well, I love, 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 love Drago's. So it will be a complete failure if I do not get to <laughs> Drago's at some point during this weekend. So that would be my first stop probably some point um, Friday. You know, I get in late this evening. But Drago's would be number one. And, you know, the guys are excited. You know, several of the guys on our crew have been out there before, but I'm hoping I can show them around and show them the place that I live for a little bit and certainly excited to get back there. That's Christina Pink with the NFL on Fox. If you're watching the game on TV, you'll see her on the sidelines this weekend with Dick Stockton and Kirk Morrison. Christina, thanks for the time, and enjoy your time here back in NOLA. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thanks for having me. No problem. Sean will be back in just one moment. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. 
Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Fans cheer on your Pelicans as they play their final preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks at the CenturyLink Center in Bossier City on Thursday, October 23rd. Prices start at just $9 from www.ticketmaster.com. While in town, enjoy the opening weekend of the State Fair of Louisiana, our numerous casinos, including the world-famous Horseshoe Casino, and Hotel. Check out hotel packages for the game and other things to do at shreveport bossierorg or call 888-45-VISIT. Hi, it's Mark Roaming. When I'm not announcing first down Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back inside Studio B in the Friday edition here of the Black and Blue Report. If the Saints are to get back on track this weekend, and we hope they do here in front of the home crowd of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, they'll be looking to have a dominant performance again on offense. And certainly Drew Brees and all the skill players will be looking for the guys in the trenches to hold that line. The offensive line has quite a challenge in the front of them with the Tampa Bay defense. And so we thought yesterday we better get John DeShazer into the Saints locker room to visit with Ben Grubbs. And you guys are going up against a Tampa defense that Coach Payton said statistically has played well for three games. What have you guys seen? Well, I mean, you know, when you when you think about Tampa, of course you're going to think about Jerry McCoy. Um, you know, they got the Johnson kids from Cincinnati. Pro Bowl linebacker, hard hitting safety. Um, you know they, they bring it every play, and um, so you know we just been preparing for it, uh, working on our technique and fundamentals, and um, you know hopefully it'll roll over to Sunday. He said it's really been more about you guys self-correcting as opposed to working on what they do. Is that pretty much the case? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and when you really think about it, it is usually when usually when 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 something when there's a breakdown. It's, it's, it's either in the technique or you took the wrong step, um, hand placement. So you always want to focus on, on, your, on yourself and just try to be the best you you can be. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not really what they are doing. It's what we do and what we make them do. So we hopefully, you know, we go out there with the mindset of dictating, um, you know, not, not being passive, but making them, making them react to what we do. Now you guys have had one game in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Unfortunately, the other three have been on the road. It, yeah. Even though you've had one, does it feel like it's been a long time away from home? And, and I guess how how happy are you guys to get back in the Dome? Well, I mean, it's always good to play at home. Uh, you know, just the, the, I guess, the stressors of, you know, leaving your family, leaving your home, um, you know, traveling. Whenever you can play at home in front of your, uh, in front of the fans, in front of your, you know, your family, it, it definitely, um, it, it definitely is more convenient, and you know you have the advantage of playing at home. Um, so you know it's been a while since we've been here, even though we played here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, three out of, three out of four, home, three out of four games were on the road. So you know that's, that's that's a tough first quarter, and um, you know we didn't do so well. So. Hopefully the second quarter is better. You guys have had some offensive efficiency, but you haven't had the ball a whole lot. But do you feel like you guys are right on the cusp of flipping it and really turning it? Yeah, I mean, like you say, we've 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 done a lot of good, a lot of things good, a lot of things well. Um, running the ball a lot better than we than we uh, did last year, um, and you know, passing the ball, we're getting a lot of first downs. We're scoring when we get in the red zone. Um, but you know, every time you turn the film, there's there's something that can be corrected. And so the question is how, uh, 
how much you know more can we do how better can we get and you know there's always room for improvement and the coaches stress each and every day to you know win win that day don't worry about tomorrow just worry about today and do the best that we can do for today don't forget that's a noon kickoff at the mercedes-benz superdome on sunday thanks john and thanks ben grubbs when we come back we'll turn our attention to the pelicans and we'll give you our visit that we had with Monty Williams last night on the Monty Williams Show. The New Orleans Pelicans are taking flight, and you don't want to miss any of the action. The Pelicans' five-game flex plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket plans are the only way to guarantee seats to the biggest games, including the matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Five-game packages start as low as $45. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your five-game plan today. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. This is Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams, is starting his fifth season on the bench here in New Orleans. They'll begin preseason play tomorrow night against the Miami Heat. Today, though, the team wrapped up what would be called training camp, two-a-days. It's a travel day as well for the Pelicans, but last night we caught up with head coach, Monty Williams, for an extensive visit on his radio show. We've done a lot of talking this offseason, and it's finally here I'm curious as to how you felt over the first three days of training camp. Well, obviously it's camp. And so by the third day for our guys, because they put so much time into trying to get better, trying to get into great shape, this is the day where, you know, or the third day is the day where it starts to wear on guys as far as their legs and mentally you get tired because you're taking in so much information. But I feel great about camp because we have a great level of competitive activity and atmosphere that can only make us a good team. We can be consistent in the things that we preach and also allow our guys to, to play their game. You made quite a point on the first day of remarking how good of shape your guys were in as they entered camp. Did You, you kind of bypassed the whole conditioning test, didn't you? Yeah. I thought last year we needed something to kind of set the tone we had so many new guys, new core guys, from Tyreek to Drew. We just needed to you know, have something of a base or somewhat of a base of conditioning and something that we could do together. And then this past summer, I, I told the guys, you know, we're not going to have any tests. We're not going to do any of that stuff. You guys got to come in in shape. And to a man, everybody's come in in great shape. Now, there's no way to replicate NBA camp shape and playing in an NBA game, but our guys are about as good as anyone in the NBA when it comes to them being ready to play and go through all the rigors of camp. Does that allow you to change your practice schedule? Um, a little bit. Uh, you know, we didn't have to do as, as many conditioning drills, even though we like to do them anyway, just to you know, make sure guys have the kind of win that they need to play the way we want to play. You know, I don't know if we... We play differently from other teams. I just know we, we go at it every night. And our guys understand that that gives us a chance to win 
on any given night. If you looked, let's just compare last year to this year. How has how your first week differed from a year ago with this group? Uh, you know, last year we were going through so many distracting type things from Ryan's situation to, you know, we had a, a number of guys who were who got hurt in the preseason. So from that standpoint, it, it's a bit different. And then we had new guys trying to bring a, a new point guard in the fold. It was, it was a bit different. Now we have guys who've been in our system for, AD's been in it three years now, Austin's been in it three years, Eric four years, and, you know, Drew and Tyreek, uh, those guys have two years under their belt. So it's different. You know, we've been able to skip through some things because guys already know what, they're, what we're trying to get across to them. And now we're starting to adapt to what they do well. And that's something we couldn't do last year because we were just putting in a base. Yeah, what a difference. I mean, I, it's been a couple of camps now, Coach. You've remarked to me and, and sometimes publicly that you almost feel like you're starting all over again yeah. with each new group. Yeah, we just three years in a row, man, we had to start over for whatever reason. One year we have Gravis. Before that, you got Jared Jack. And the next year, you got Drew. It's like <laughs> three point guards. You know, it's hard to get continuity that way. And then you add Anthony to the mix and you turn him into a franchise type player. It changes the way you do stuff. Now, that's, you know, you still got to go out and compete. You got to play hard. You got to prepare and, and do all the things that we do. But this year has been different in that all of our guys, except Omir, have an idea of what to expect when they come to practice every day. Question that I'll probably ask you several times as we go through here, but how smart is this group? And can you even answer that question yet? I think yet to be seen on paper and, and with the things that they've been able to show so far, we're, we're in a good spot as far as young players go. Omir brings that IQ up a ton. He, he's got a high IQ for the game. Tyreek's a high IQ player. He, he, he naturally does stuff on the floor that you can't teach. And so it, it kind of hurts us a little bit not having him in practice. But when he steps on the floor, he'll be able to skip through some, some of the, the things that most guys would, would have to go through because he's been in our system. More with head coach Monty Williams when we come back here on the Black and Blue Report. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Sean Kelly. Don't forget, you can always follow on Twitter, at Sean Kelly Live, or also on this show's Twitter handle, at Black Blue Report. Here now is part two of my interview last night with Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams. 
you scrimmaged your guys on Thursday, earlier today at practice, uh, and it was a long, ruling practice from at least my eyeballs. How do you think your team handled it as you saw it today? Anytime you have practices that are you know, two and a half hours, maybe close to three, you can expect sloppy play, and I didn't see that. I thought our guys uh, mentally stayed in it for the most part, physically uh, were more than prepared, and I think they understand that if, if we're going to do what we think we can do in this organization and with our program, we've we got to condition ourselves to, to deal with that kind of stuff. And so I thought our guys did a, a good job today. Um, and it starts with AD. I mean, his energy throughout practice was phenomenal. And in Austin, he and Eric are battling. Drew, and, you know, he's got Russ trying to push the ball down the floor. And you would think Russ would just beat him up and down the floor. And Drew stays in front of Russ, which is almost impossible, but Drew's a high-level defender. And so from that standpoint, I think our guys, because of the conditioning this summer, because of the coaches being in the gym with them and getting them ahead of the curve a little bit, you can have practices like that and, and you're not thinking as much. You're just going through what you have to go through to get better. I can't tell if you expected this, which is a good thing, and I can't tell if you're surprised in any way. Can you help me with that? I'm pleasantly surprised at you know the first few days of practice and yet <laughs> you know we want to <laughs> temper all that because we haven't we haven't done anything or played anyone and yet I do like the things that I've seen from our team from a continuity standpoint again conditioning and and just the chemistry of our team is phenomenal I mean they all of our guys to a man have a great rapport with one another you know one of the things that we feel like is a standard for us is we got to take care of each other and, and our guys are so tight and, and want to see each other do well. I think that's something that is easy for us. Your team will travel tomorrow and head off to Louisville. It starts that three-game preseason road trip. Just take Saturday night against Miami in Louisville. What would you like to do with that first preseason game? Is there, is there a checklist for you or some way that you want to break that game up and use that to your advantage? We certainly want to send a message to the league that no matter who's on the floor, because I'm going to have to make some modifications at times, that our level of play is the same or even higher than it was last year. And, and we have a reputation around the league for being a team that plays hard every possession. And so we can't let that slip. As the games progress, we'll see more execution, more sharpness, and We'll see guys who are going to play big minutes. They're going to play more minutes. But Saturday's game, we're not going to ease into anything. That's not our way. But I'm going to be smart with the minutes and make sure that we're ready to play come opening night. In the past, you've almost taken different guys and said, okay, this is a night that I want to really get a good look at Russ Smith. Or this is a really a night I want to see what Darius is going to do with the three. Have you, have you thought in, the, in those terms as well? And I guess some of that has to do with the fact that Tyreek's out. Yeah. You know, we, we, we have to get a look at a number of guys, and the young guys will get a chance to play, especially in the fourth quarter. That's a, a great time uh, in the second half for them to get extended minutes. At the same time, making sure that Eric and AD and Omer, uh, Drew, Ryan get their minutes so they can stay sharp. And, and then our schedule is a bit different. You know, we'll play a game, we got a practice day, and so. You want those guys to be able to play in the game and then have a great practice the next day. And so we're going to have a tough stretch as far as playing and practicing. I think we got like five, six days in a row, so i got to figure out a day for us to get a, a day off. Right. 
while at the same time putting in all of our stuff. So Saturday's game will be a, a, a good test for us, and yet I still have to be aware of some of the guys coming back from injuries and, and not allowing guys to get too tired. Before I let you go, Coach, I'm excited, of course, to see the core guys that you have together, but can you give me one young guy this weekend that I could maybe you know, really pay more attention to than normal? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Withy is... Um, really been good in camp as far as running the floor. He's better at understanding our schemes. Uh, he and Patrick have been battling for three days now. They're probably tired of each other because they've been hitting and, and holding and, and talking and, and doing all the things that bigs do in camp. Obviously, Russ is a guy that, you know, it's going to take time for him to learn how to play this style of basketball, and yet he, he has the ability to get in in a game and, and, and do some things. What, we don't know yet, because he's never played in the NBA game, but he, he's done some good things in camp. He's done some things in camp that just make you want to pull whatever hair you have out. Uh, <laughs> but he plays hard, uh, he's coachable, and the guys love him, because he, he's that guy. You know, sometimes he'll, he's a uh-oh guy. You know, sometimes the other coach says, uh-oh, and you do too. And you, you don't know which one is going to be happy about it. And so. <laughs> He's, he's got a great heart. He wants to do well. He's just got to figure out how to play with other people and be more efficient. Looking forward to it. Coach, as always, thanks a lot, and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you, bro. Glad to be back, and, and certainly thankful for um, all of our fans, and God bless all of you guys, and thank you for hanging in there with us. Uh, we feel like this is a good time for us. We've got a lot of work to do, but uh, thank the Lord we're all back on the floor and ready to play. Well, that'll do it for the Friday show and for this week's set of Black and Blue Reports. Don't forget, they're always archived. You can find this show across a couple of different mediums. Number one, of course, is the Pelicans app and the New Orleans Saints app, all available on your mobile device. Then on your desktop as well, pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. And for those of you who choose, iTunes. You may subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, and it will download to your mobile device each and every day. Thanks to all of our guests this week, and thank you for joining us. We hope that it's a great weekend for you. It's going to be great weather-wise, and we hope on the football and basketball side, too. We'll say go Saints, and we'll say go Tigers as LSU's back in action. They have a big one tomorrow, of course. And a good start for the Pelicans in the preseason would really cap things off. We'll see you on Monday right back here from Studio B to wrap it all up and look ahead as always. I'm Sean Kelly. This is the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.